It's recording. Oh, okay, so we are actually ready. <laughs> yes. So you want me to say my line? Yeah, you're supposed to go, okay. welcome. Okay, we're going to try this. Oh, okay, we're, we're actually <laughs> going to try this. I didn't see the thing recording, so I was like, oh, we're not recording, but you just changed what was on your screen. It's I'm, good. It's all good. All right, let's do this. <clears throat> welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, a four-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete, and we are recording this in the comfort of my own home in Pennsylvania. And I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional groom and a mental toughness coach. I am a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation. I'm a practitioner of CrossFit, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and daily meditation, and I'm sitting right next to Emily in Pennsylvania. So this is the last time we're going to be recording at my house this year. It is. Kind of sad. Yeah, For we'll be on the road for a few months after this because Emily's heading down to Aiken and I will be doing my first winter in Ocala. Yeah, so we're going to have to figure out how to do that situation, but we have some ideas. We'll make it happen. Don't worry, people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and then next month we're going to be recording at the USDA convention in Boston, which will be exciting. I'm pumped, except for I'm going to be coming from Florida, so I don't know if my body's going to be ready for the cold, but I have faith in you. You'll be all right. Okay. We're going to layer up. We're mostly going to be inside. You've got this. I'll take this cool pom-pom hat. Please do. Yeah. Stylish. All right. Anyway, for those of you who follow our social media, you know this month's topic is thanks and giving. For those of you who don't check us out, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to keep rolling. I read that wrong. For those of you who don't follow us, check us out so you can stay in the loop. We've that got was my a- fault. I didn't put a comma. <laughs> We've got a bunch of great... <laughs> We're just going to keep rolling with this because that's how we do. Um, we've got a bunch of great stuff going on. <laughs> live we need to take this serious well it's not live but it's not okay, edited guys like if you if you do not follow us on social media we're doing a lot of really cool stuff on social media mm-hmm. these days um in the spirit of giving we're doing weekly giveaways uh the first was a gift certificate for ride safe bracelets um which ride safe bracelets if you don't know they are in lieu of those clunky Armbands, yep. Um, that have your medical information. So if you fall off and you're in a ditch and someone finds you, they know who to call and they know what your blood type is. Um, and so that's super duper cool. Um, some friends of mine own that company. They were awesome. They give us a gift certificate. And so we just announced on Facebook tonight that Jessica won that. But we'll do. We'll be doing a giveaway each Monday this month so check in on that and then what else do we have going on on social media this month emily oh we have the tabata challenge so we posted that i guess we posted our first video about it on sunday and then we posted in our whole equestrian community the first week's workout on monday 
So um, if you want to be part of that challenge, please join our community on Facebook. It's free. And we are trying to kind of expand that and get more community involvement. And I think this is a fun way to to kick that off. Yeah, and work on our cross-training, which I think was episode 8, if you haven't listened to it. Yeah. So, um, to wrap up our housekeeping, I think that covers kind of all the, the bases, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, kind of exciting stuff. I'm sure last month you heard we were going to do a clinic in Wisconsin. Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Yeah, so we did our first whole equestrian clinic um, October 26th and 27th at Tammy Rousseau's farm. And, you know, I might be a little biased, but I think it went over really well. I had a great time. And I think, like, the connection and, like, just sitting, speaking with people, you know, doing some fun fitness things sharing healthy meals, just having really good discussions, and then also doing horse things was, like, a great way to spend the weekend. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. So. That's that. That's our, that's our review for Um, the month. Yes, and also, just, just on a side note, we are going to be coming up with our schedule um, for next year. We'll probably have our kind of schedule and free weekends that we might be able to do a clinic um probably we'll know that around the beginning of the year yeah so we've already had a couple people reach out to us wanting to host a clinic so we hope we can make that all work in 2020 yes yeah all right so if this is your first time listening to the show please excuse our laughter and (laughs) tomfoolery but that's kind of how we roll at the whole equestrian um but Yes, friendly reminder, first-time listeners, we outline the principles of goal-setting in episode one, and we touch back on those goals each month, so if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out, although don't judge us, because it was definitely our first one, and we've grown a lot since then. Yeah, you know, I think it was a good first effort, but like now that we're on episode 11, we've definitely kind of found our voice and like just developed a good flow yeah even if sometimes it's has awkward laughter yes like we've we've got it going um so yeah I think we improve with each episode but be kind when listening to episode one yeah (laughs) so anyways let's jump into our goals Emily let let's see we're wrapping up the year we've got this is the second to last time to talk about our 19 goals in 2019 so what do you got going on um well, I haven't checked any more off. I've gotten like most of my goals checked, but there's a couple that are still there and I've realized that um I may have set some of my goals um without really thinking about the time that I have. Yes. And I think it's really important to like set high goals and have those, but also to be realistic, and I think some of my goals were slightly unrealistic, right. just based on the amount of time that I have, and like. Well, and I think that's that's the R and the T in smart goals, right? Right. Realistic and time specific. I could be wrong on that, but I think no, those are the that two. sounds yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, it's interesting too, and I think like 
we've evolved so much as people over the course of the year as well. So like we had kind of sat down and like threw these goals on paper and over the course of the year come a a little bit more self-reflective and realities and everything. So I'm glad that I have that list, but some of my goals, the biggest goals that I'm trying to check off aren't actually written down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I think moving forward for next year, I definitely um, plan them a little bit differently, you know, and just also word them a little bit differently because some of it is like, there's one or two that I wasn't able to necessarily have as much control of as I needed, you know what I mean? So it's like setting goals that you can actually make sure happen well you know we're supposed to be at a vegan cooking class right now oh my god was that tonight yeah (laughs) oh Oh, I'm gonna have to I forgot about that one well we had to record so it's happening anyway so that's my biggest takeaway is like I did check off some really cool things but I think next year I'm gonna be a little more realistic while still pushing myself Um, but I do have kind of a funny story that goes along with my goals so one of my goals was to find an alarm clock that actually worked for me because I'm like a snooze addict right so I found this alarm clock and like been using it it's been great it's called alarmy and basically it goes off and you have to there's like a couple different missions that you can choose from in order to like turn turn it off so one of them is you have to scan a barcode and so Long story short, I had picked this um, barcode that was on this soap dispenser that we had in the master bathroom. So, like, every morning I would have to get out of bed to turn off the alarm to scan the barcode, and I'm already out of bed, so, like, I just stayed out of bed, and it worked. So, um, I think it was last week, the alarm goes off, I go to the bathroom, go to scan the code, realize that PJ had thrown away the soap, dispenser because we were out so I couldn't scan the code it doesn't stop and then I finally found like I tried to just uninstall the app like and like turn off my phone and I turned my phone back on and it's still freaking going off oh my gosh and so then I find this button that's like emergency shut off right and so I was like yes turn this thing off like I'm waking up PJ and the dog And it's early because I was getting up at like 4.30. And so the emergency shutoff was you had to tap this button on your phone 1,000 times to turn it (laughs) off. Do you know how long it takes to tap a button 1,000 times? Like five minutes. And my fingers, I had to switch between hands because I was getting exhausted. Like I had so much finger fatigue. (laughs) It was awful. But I shut it off. And I haven't used the alarm since. Okay. So, but are you still waking up? I'm still waking up. So I've trained myself enough that now I'm not addicted to the snooze. There you go. Um, so that... Full circle. Be, beware, people. If you scan a barcode... Don't throw away don't the barcode. Don't throw away the barcode. <laughs> um, and then one other, not on my goals list, but something that I've been wanting to do this year was to um, add a star to my tattoo that's on my wrist. Um, I'll have to post a picture for you guys so you know what I'm talking about. But I got this tattoo. It must have been like, it was a while ago, like over five years ago, six maybe. But anyways, it was of um, 
one of my logos and it of a horse and a rider like jumping it looks kind of like a down bang emily keeps pointing to her <laughs> tattoo like you guys, yeah, can, like you see guys can see this clearly <laughs> um so i'm gonna stop now pointing to my wrist but i will show you guys a picture we but need to video there's these. <laughs> i know there's four stars under the horse basically because in eventing it used to like four star was the highest level but this year the fei changed it the system so now the highest level is a five star it's still the same height but they like added a lower level which is now the one star so now the old four star is the five star clearly they weren't thinking about all the people that had tattoos like this you know and like then there's the dilemma where do you put the fifth star now that we have five stars so i hadn't fixed my tattoo and added the star because it just wasn't a huge priority <laughs> but now it has become one because i need to own the fact that i am the new four-star, like, I am a four-star rider. Yes. And I'm aiming for a five-star, so I need to, like, have that As a there, symbol. As a symbol and also put it out into the universe. Like, I'm ready for that fifth star. Before, there wasn't, you know, the universe didn't know. It wasn't on my arm, right? So now the universe So now knows. the universe knows we are ready to get our four long in next weekend at Ocala and then... You know, Five onwards and come. upwards. So that is my very lengthy goal segment. Let's move on to you, Tyler. Okay. I actually also have a maybe lengthy goal segment. Okay. So stay tuned, listeners. I'll try to keep it interesting. Um, I'm on track to reach my 52 books for the year. That's not on my list of goals, but... Um, did but get, just got to brag a little. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I did give a hot... I, I want to say... Fall season hit me hard. I got a few books behind. Luckily, I traveled to the Netherlands for a horse show, which was another goal of mine. Groom in another country. Check. Yes, that's a huge one. That that's, was incredible. I rode so on an airplane with a horse. That's amazing. It was so weird and cool and yeah. I mean, hopefully there will be more of that in your future. Yes, yeah. I mean, and I I I got all swagged out on the Team USA gear, which if you guys don't believe in like manifestation meditations and stuff like that, like I literally spent most of last year picturing myself wearing a Team USA parka. And, and this boom. year I have a Team USA parka to wear whenever I want. So that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so uh, another thing that I talked about before is um, organizing my retirement funds, which ironically my one account came up for renewal while I was overseas so you can only like merge your account or change it like some weird bank rule when it's coming up for renewal and it's mm. like that week that you have to do it yeah I was in another country yeah couldn't so, do it missed opportunity but I do have another account so like I'm in, I'm not giving up on that goal and kind of transitioning into books 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 I did read um, the Richest Man in Babylon, which was recommended by Rob Bowersox of Major League Eventing, who is the real MVP for several reasons. Um, <laughs> most recently, finding a boy that I kissed on Halloween at a bar <laughs> and didn't get his number and made a ridiculous Facebook post about... Um, Misconnection. Misconnection. 
I found him. He accepted my Facebook friend request. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. See, see what happens. Um, but big shout out to Rob. But that's... <laughs> You know, you gotta live life for the stories, basically. Anyways, so The Richest Man in ba Babylon, I really, really enjoyed it um, because it made everything super simple and straightforward as far as, like, you know, basically 10% of your income, should you should put it away and make it make money. And, like, you're not gonna miss it. You don't need anything else besides that. Like, take it away, no matter how much you're making, 10% needs to be going away. And I sort of do that anyway. I just, like, yeah. I'm not really officially structured about it. Um, so that's, you know, it was a it was a good way to put it. Um, just, like, straightforward. A way to think about finances. Yeah. Um, one, two of my favorite quotes from the book were, advice is one thing that is freely given away, but watch that you take only what is worth having. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was good because I'm like definitely, I'm a consumer, right? Like I like to consume books and like I'm always reading and it can get stressful sometimes because it's like, oh, like conflicting information and I want everyone to be right. So I'm trying everything. And yeah. um, so to, to kind of like have that view of really only take what's worth having. I think that's a really important thing to transfer to horses, too. Yeah. Like, if you are riding with different trainers or you go to a clinic, like, be open to learning and consuming the information, but then only take away what works for you and, like, suits you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I think that's And that's, that's like, good... listening to this podcast. There are some things that aren't going to work for you, but hopefully you can get some golden nugget. That... Yeah. You can apply. Just just one shining star just one. of information. Um, my other quote from that book was, Remember, work well done does good to the man who does it. It makes him a better man. Um, obviously, if you work with horses, you're no stranger to hard work. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that that was really relatable because I think, you know, we do work hard and sometimes it's, easy to compare to the rest of the world and being like, why am I stretching myself so much further than the average human being? And yeah, it just does good to your soul. It really does. Yeah. So this is a good segue into actual uh, books, 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 right? Oh, you didn't say it in the fun voice. Sorry. Like, books, 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 books. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Yes. Um, the book that I read this month, um, is Becoming by Michelle Obama. For those of you who have been living under a rock, Michelle Obama was, is Barack Obama's wife. Was. <laughs> is. Don't start they some, <laughs> start some rumors. What? This rumor Michelle and Barack getting divorced? <laughs> equestrian. Yeah. So anyway, um. I found this book to be really interesting, um, regardless of your like political preference or thought about her husband. She is an amazing woman, like hands down. She is so inspiring and just like hard worker. Like the stories in here are just, you know, just the time she's had to put into different things and like the stress of 
her husband running for office yeah. and, and then becoming the president and all that. Becoming. Become, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, um, and it made, this book just reminded me of how much I really enjoy autobiographies or like biographies. I just love hearing other people's, people's stories. Yeah. It's so, like, I just love it. I mean, I love most books, but like stories about real people and their real experiences and like real struggles right and that way like when you're going through your own struggles it's just kind of like I always think about like this is part of my story yeah you know like when I look back on this like this sounds rough right now but like at the end like Mm -hmm. you know you're just building your story yeah and I think like there's nothing wrong with um fiction right but I just like really prefer true life stuff right and they don't write books about people that's like oh by the way like she just was a natural and won everything Everything was awesome and you know like there was no troubles or or strife and it all just worked out the end like nobody wants to read that right because it's not real exactly People love real, and they love, like, underdog stories, and anyway, so I'm just going to share one little section from this book, so just to kind of paint the picture, this is set at Barack and Michelle's first kind of unofficial date. They went to the theater with the law firm that they were working for, and anyway, they were um, at this theater, and this is where I'm going to pick up the quote. So, um, anyway, so when the lights went up for intermission, I stole a glance at Barack. He was slumped down with his right elbow on the armrest and index finger resting on his forehead, his expression unreadable. What do you think? I said, he gave me a sideways look horrible, right? I laughed, relieved that he felt the same way. Barack sat up in his seat. What if we get out of here? He said, we could just leave. Under normal circumstances, I wouldn't bolt. I wasn't that sort of person. I cared too much what the other lawyers thought of me, what they'd think if they spotted our empty seats. I cared too much in general about finishing what I'd started, about seeing every last thing through the absolute heart-stopping end, even if it was an overwrought Broadway musical on an otherwise beautiful Wednesday night. This, unfortunately, was the box checker in me. I endured misery for the sake of appearances, but now it seemed I'd joined up with someone who did not. And I just oh, I just found that good. cool because like I personally am kind of like a box checker, you know, and yeah. like I want to do the right thing, try to keep up appearances. I'm getting better, but um you know, I think that can be pretty applicable to the horse world yeah. and also the relationship world like PJ's definitely not the box checker. That's my husband, for those of you who don't know. So it just, like, it kind of resonated with me because that's something he would do, you know? And, like, I was just... It was just kind of a right? cool okay. that, section. That's actually funny because, like, I'm very much... I absolutely hate being late. Like, just yeah. hate being late. And I am friends with someone now who's, like... She's just like, I, I'm late everywhere. Like, yeah. I'm late everywhere I go. And so, you know... I was catching a ride one time and like, here I am freaking out. I'm like, we're late. We're late. We're late. And like, we were late and nothing happened. And it kind of made me breathe a little bit. And be yeah. like, you know what? 
there are people in this world who are not so obsessed with being on time. And I think actually more people than not yeah. are not so obsessed with being on time. And so, like, I don't want to, like, take away because that's kind of part of who I am, like, attention to details and, like, being on time. I think that's very important. But also to just, like, take some of the anxiety away and say, mm-hmm. if I'm late, like, it's nothing's ending. Right, You know, exactly. so I need to just calm down. Yeah. Like the Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Yes. Catchy. I sing that to my horses a lot when they're freaking out. I'm like, hey, you need to calm Calm down. down. (laughs) You're being too loud. Okay, that is enough of that. Um, Tyler, let's segue into your books. Okay, so um, I've been reading a lot of, like, zen martial arts books. Mm -hmm. So, um... I read one called Zen in the Art of Archery, and I'm only I'm just gonna give you some snippets from these because, um, you know, there's a lot of them. Yeah, just <laughs> keep an uh, eye on the time, right? Yeah, we can just do a whole books, books, books. Well, actually, I will say quick segue. There's a podcast that I listen to called the Aubrey Marcus podcast, and very recently he started doing a. AMP Aubrey Marcus podcast books so he does like oh. a segment where he'll read like it's a significantly like longer passage like he'll read like a few pages from the book yeah and then he talks about it and I was like Aubrey have you been listening to my podcast and stole my segment books 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 because right. we clearly were the first people to ever talk about books on a podcast <laughs> obviously anyway okay so Quote from Zen in the Art of Archery, um, he who has a hundred miles to walk should reckon 90 miles as half the journey. So that's just like, whew, that's horses in a nutshell. You know, like mm-hmm. if you have set a goal and you have a hundred miles to walk, you're, you're almost there. Like you've got 10% left. You're really only halfway there. Like the the, the ending, last 10%. finishing details. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna spend your whole life trying to perfect. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, because it's always like it's that last right? little ten yeah. percent. That's the hardest to get. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, another book. I don't even really like want to talk about the contents of it because I think everyone just needs to read it. Um, it's called The Body Keeps the Score, and it's um, it's it's incredible. Body Keeps the Score. I'm I'm leaving it at that. I'm I'm mysterying these okay. listeners. That's like Check ten out. out of ten. Number one, my favorite book. I'm not even talking about best it. book of the year. Best book of the year. Oh, I need to read that then. Yeah. Okay. So All you're right. not going to talk about it because you're putting it out there for people to check it out. Yes. Cool. And then um, another one that was really up there. I was on like I was on a really good book roll. I picked a lot of good books, and I was like, wow, like I just like love reading right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Four Agreements. Um, it was kind of a smaller book, and it's good for anyone who's like kind of just wants a broad overview into the world. Um, but this quote is a good segue into our main topic for the day. Um, It says, when you transform your whole dream, magic just happens in your life. What you need comes to you easily because spirit moves freely through you. This is the mastery of intent, the mastery of spirit, the mastery of love, the mastery of gratitude, and the mastery of life. This is the goal of the Toltec, 
this is the path to personal freedom. So that book was all about like, you know, basically how we are in control of our realities mm-hmm. and, you know, manifesting and everything. Um, yeah. But, you know, had some gratitude in there, which is what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. So thanks and giving. Um, where do you want to start, Tyler? Um, I think we'll start like as far as thanks and giving go. Um, gratitude and giving thanks, they really go hand in hand. Um, so to define gratitude, mm-hmm. it's basically either gratitude as a verb of giving thanks and appreciation for someone else, or it's that process, trait, mood, emotion, like I feel grateful right now for the things that I have in my life. Like if I want to show gratitude to Emily, like I'm going to tell her all the things I think that are great about her. But for me, I just feel grateful because of all the things I have. Like those those are kind of the two distinctions. So I think we'll address those separately. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The other really interesting thing that I was finding when I was reading about gratitude, um, as far as the like appreciation, giving thanks, um, it's actually an evolutionary adaptation. So they were doing research where primates are more likely to share food or lend help to other primates that had groomed or helped them in the past. Um, You know, kind of that age old saying like you scratch your back. You scratch my you back. Scratch I'll my scratch back. Scratch yours. <laughs> you scratch your back. Just sit there, scratch your own back. It's fine. <laughs> Do the Tabata workout for twenty minutes. It's good. <laughs> um, Inside joke. Yeah. Watch the bloopers, people. Um, if you're a true fan, you'll know. Um, but yeah. So as far as like why this is important to us as equestrians, do you mm-hmm. want to shed some light on that at all? I mean, I think it's just, like, what we do, we've said this a lot, is is hard work, right? And it's easy to get bogged down by, like, that bit of it. But then, on the flip side of it, how cool is it that we get to work with horses every day? Yeah. You know? Or, like, if you don't do it professionally, like, how cool is it that you have a horse or you get exposure to someone's horse or you have contact with these amazing creatures? You know, and like, I just, that's amazing. Yeah. I I don't know how else to put it. Like, you just have to, even on the bad days, it's like, all right, my life's really not that bad. I get to play with ponies, you know, and like, yeah, I'm working extra hours than maybe someone who has a traditional job, nine to five, but then, so what? I'm doing what I love. You it's know? almost like the privilege paradox. Like yeah. once you have the privilege to like chase after your dreams or, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, it's our generation, right? Like yeah. we have the parents that had the parents that said like, no, go to school, get a job, duh, 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 like, and they follow that path. And then our parents are like, I just want our kids to be happy. Right. Yeah. And so we've got like a bunch of people out there that are doing non-traditional jobs such as ours with horses or you know we're just following our dreams and we want to be happy and um almost that trying to be happy is not how you achieve happiness and it's like almost this 
stress that you create of, yeah, I'm supposed to be following my passion. This is supposed to be bringing me so much joy that when it is hard work, you have a little bit of struggle Mm -hmm. and everything. So sort of a way kind of relating back to our episode of preventing burnout, like sort of a way to stay connected in our sport and in our lives with horses is to connect to gratitude, both of our situation and to those around us and connecting to gratitude with those around us is how we cultivate community really and that just ties that's the whole equestrian put a bow on it we're done (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so anyways how to actually put this to use right like gratitude the research says gratitude's great you know, be grateful, show thanks for other people, yada, yada, yada. You guys probably know all of this. Yeah. But what do we do to actually have these practices in our lives? Um, so as far as the feeling side, um, there's a couple different ways to cultivate a feeling of gratitude. Um, one of them sounds cheesy and is really simple, but keeping a gratitude journal. Um, Emily, I know you were doing this um, because in Aiken, when you were in the shower, I was reading your gratitude journal. Um, yeah, because Tyler has issues with boundaries, apparently. But it's fine. They were all good things. I mean, it's a gratitude journal. They might be cheesy, but like, it's all good. Maybe you're not supposed to read someone else's gratitude journal, but that that's just the kind of person that I am. And I'm okay with it. Um, but yeah, and no. It, I, I love that about you. It's fine. <laughs> Because you know that, like, there are other people. I don't know. Are you like that? What? Would, would you read someone's gratitude journal? No, absolutely not. Never. Like, I would not. It would like, never cross I, your mind. I am like... a box checker. We already <laughs> talked about that. Like, I am not a rule breaker traditionally. So I, I feel like that's I feel like a, like personal... a rule follower, but like I but love have... reading other people's mail. No, <laughs> I'm just their mail. <laughs> Okay. This is getting this into is, felony. Yeah, I'm like, Tyler. <laughs> no, 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 but like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so just anyone who has Tyler over, be aware. I'll luckily, I'm not, luckily, I'm not really hiding anything. Yeah, I mean, it and, was really sweet. Like, one time it was like, having great friends to share ideas with, and I was like, that's me, I'm the friend. <laughs> that's me, she wrote that about me. Yeah, and the other, the flip side of that is, like, you know, yes, that was an invasion of privacy, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you are, like, one of my best friends, and you're you're going to think it's, like, it's not all that embarrassing, because you do way dorkier things, so I don't, it's fine. All right, let's go on. Anyways. <laughs> Someone out there is listening to this and they're like, I have an unburning desire to read other people's gratitude journals. Thank you, Tyler, for making me feel normal. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's and always... I'm grateful for you too, listener. <laughs> okay. Um, so continuing to cultivate feelings of gratitude. Um, Another really important thing that you need to do is watch your language. Um, This is something that we've talked about before on the podcast, um, saying the get to versus have to. Um, When something's a chore, you're not cultivating a feeling of like, 
this is something that I'm so grateful to be able to do. It's, oh, this is something that I have to do. This sucks, blah, blah, blah. And like, once you start that language, you, you're putting yourself in a negative state. So simply switching the way that you're talking about something puts you in a more gratitude gratitude inducing state sure or grateful grateful that's grateful the word state. you know depends how wordy you want to get um watch your language people yeah i think that's a really good point to make because it is so easy to kind of fall into that especially like if it's a long day and you're like oh god i have to do this and that and again we've talked about this but if you're listening to this probably you don't have to do anything you don't really want to do it's true you know, I mean, there are some things yeah. you probably have to do, but like you get to do probably a lot of cool things. Yeah. So just remember that. Um, number three, slow down. It's hard to take time to notice all of the things that you have when you're just jumping from one thing, one thing to the next. So create a moment of pause in your life. Um, to actually be able to feel grateful for it. Like, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about when you say, like, running from one thing to the next. You just have that giant to-do list in your head, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, my God, and you're just thinking about, like, 17 things, and um, it's it's hard to be grateful when, when you're mm -hmm. rushing around. Yeah. Um, I always find uh, the morning to be the best time for me to do this. That's why I like to meditate in the morning, slowing down. But yeah, just taking that couple minutes to just be and, you know, send out a little gratitude, a little love to like whatever it is you're thankful for in that moment. Um, the morning's just a really beautiful time because it's like the start of a new day if you are the first one up in your house, like it's quiet and you can just be. Yeah. So I also yeah. just like to create like a pause during my day too. And not, it's not like I'm stopping what I'm doing, but those little reminders to bring myself back into the present moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So like if I'm brushing a horse and I know I need to feed lunch and, you know, tack up this one, untack that one, the driveway hasn't been raked and you know, like it just, it starts to pile up of like, I'm thinking about everything that I have to do. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm taking away from this beautiful moment of, you know, spending time with my horse and grooming it and, you know, getting to connect. And that's, that's why I do my job is to be able to spend that time with this, you know, yeah. wonderful animal. And slowing down not only makes me grateful for those moments, but it also helps me notice, right? Yeah. So gratitude can also help you just be more aware of your surroundings. And like, those are the time, like when you're not taking pause, when you're not slowing down, like those are the times you're going to miss things on your horses that are so important to their health and their happiness too. Yeah, for sure. Um, Number four. I think I did five, like, you know, a hip list of five. Sure. That's um, a great number. That's like, you know, if you Google five ways to feel more grateful, these are the whole equestrian's five. Yeah. To cultivate feelings of gratitude. Um, so noticing what you have instead of what you don't have. Um, this ties into the kind of pillars of Buddhism, right? So... Buddhist philosophy is that 
life is suffering and the cause of suffering is desire. Um, so basically you have pain in your life because there are things that you want, but you know, you can't have. Mm -hmm. And so like the whole, the whole thing that they say is like to get rid of suffering, just stop wanting more. And that's not to say like, we're not setting goals. It's not to say we're not striving and reaching. It's, or choose what you want to suffer for. Cause we've talked right. about this before. Like there is like suffering is a part of life and it doesn't have to be like this dark side, but like the extra hours you put in, in the barn on your horse, you know, like maybe in the moment that's not ideal and maybe you're like working harder than you want, but you're like working towards something. Right. Yeah. And so you're choosing what you're suffering and I'm I'm saying suffering in like little air quotes because it's not right. Like, right. I mean, let, let's be real. The, these are first world problems. But, right. Right. You know. Um. And like I don't know. I think a lot of times, um, noticing what you have instead of what you don't have kind of ties into our fifth pillar here, which is resisting the urge to compare to others. So, if what I have is a horse that. I just got off the track and I'm maybe going to do a beginner novice with this year. I'm going to feel like that's not enough if I'm comparing it to my friend whose parents just spent $100,000 on a horse that was winning at the two-star level. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that my path is something that I should be upset about. Because you never know how things are going to work out in the future. Like, you're off the track thoroughbred could go to Kentucky and their $100,000 horse could do a leg this year, you know? Right. Yeah, and I think you need to be really aware of what triggers comparison, you know? Um, because it is so easy to compare yourself to others, uh, especially with social media these days. So just noticing when you start comparing yourself to others and like how you can change that the way you think, you know, and like, again, just going back to focusing on what you do have. Right. Um, and also if social media can be an issue for people because again, it's like that you're just seeing people doing all these cool things. And like, if that sends you down this, like, rabbit hole of you like just not being happy with what you have maybe turn social media off for a little bit yeah not the whole equestrian but the other parts of social yeah, media right? yeah right come come yeah. in for your weekly tabata like, challenge find things that like make you happy and i'm not saying stop social media but like right. maybe don't follow people that are going to make you want to compare yourself and then feel bad about yourself. Well, and actually, my my goal to check Facebook only once a day, which I haven't been perfect on just with whole yeah. equestrian stuff and everything like that, um, but it's been really good because when I'm going on, it's not like I don't feel like I'm going on to compare myself to everyone. Like, 
go on as a I want to produce content that makes other people's day feel better and like I want to see what my friends are doing and like give them likes and give them comments and and, you know like kind of boost them up and and share creative projects and stuff like that so utilizing social media as a tool kind of to increase your gratitude instead of take away from it outlet because you can just choose based on the based on your intention, right? That's that's life is you can yeah. choose your circumstances based on your intention going into things. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so to recap, our five ways to cultivate feelings of gratitude, keep a gratitude journal, watch your language, slow down, notice what you have instead of what you don't have, and resist the urge to compare to others. I think you can all handle those. Yeah. Those five things. Five things. Okay, so now we're going to kind of segue into the thanks part of thanks and giving, but that also still ties into gratitude um, because giving thanks is basically just showing gratitude for others. Mm -hmm. Um, I found this great quote that I loved, so I'm going to read it, and it says, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. William Arthur Ward. Well said, William. Yeah, like... My biggest heartbreak is when I see, like, when someone tells me, oh, I really appreciated something that someone did for me, but they don't actually tell the person that did it for them. Because, I don't know, it makes you feel so good. Who doesn't like being appreciated? To be appreciated. And it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, it's free. Yep. What else, Emily? I mean, that sums it up. It's a great present. It's a great pre- present. So wrap it up and wrap then it give up it away. And send it, give it away. Yeah. And you know what? Like this is how many times has someone you been like, hey, even just like simple compliments, like I like your outfit today, or and then you just feel great. You're like, I am rocking this outfit. And like when it's a random stranger that mm. stops you on the street, it's like, oh my god, like I love your hair today, or I love. You can be that in someone else's life, exactly. right? You can be that person. Just make sure it's coming from an honest place. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not just thrown out. Yeah, this is true. Like, don't don't just walk around and be like, I'm going to be that person yeah, today. Or, you're great. You're great. I like your hair. I like your dress. Man, those shoes are awesome. Yeah. I mean, unless you really feel that way. I mean, I feel like if I had an energy drink and walked around the mall... That could be a fun experiment. We should do Energy that. drinks are dangerous for me. I could imagine. I could only imagine. Anyway. Um, okay, so when someone does something nice for you or inspires you, tell them. Um, we, we also have to talk about how selfish this is. Yeah. Because it makes you feel really good, too. Yeah, so there really is no selfless act of kindness because, like, you're going to feel good about it, which isn't bad. Like, it's good. It's like both people get something out of it, right? Yeah. And so um, there's this funny episode on Friends. I'm, like, a huge Friends fan, and I forget exactly how it started, but basically, you know, they're all sitting around talking about how there's no selfless act, right? And they're trying to, like, come up with all these ways of, like, how you can give back or, like, how you can do something nice for someone, but then 
not feel good about it yourself. And they like couldn't come up with things. They were coming out with all these outrageous things and then someone would have an argument as to why like that's still making you better, you yeah. know? So they couldn't come up with one. And then Phoebe's like, well, I, I know. And she's like, I'm going to let a bee sting me because they want to sting, you know, like they, they want to sting me. And, but I'm not going to like it, right? Like, <laughs> nobody wants to get stung. And so she thought she found this like selfless act, making the bee happy, but she's not, right? Don't bees die? Yeah. And then that's what I think maybe Joey said it. He's like, well, you know, the, the bee dies, you know? And she's like, damn it. <laughs> there are no selfless acts. So it's okay to feel good about making other people happy and appreciate feel appreciated you know it's all good it's kind of like when you volunteer at an event and you get to go cross-country schooling for free like the day Mm. after right yeah exactly it's like it's okay if you're doing like do it because you want to give back but also enjoy your free cross-country schooling day yep yeah that's good i like it um Okay, another way of showing gratitude for others um, is being open to share your thoughts and opinions. I think this is like a good, again, like fostering community. Not everything is a competition. It's like uh, Tesla, the electric cars, they share the science behind their cars because they legitimately want to make the world a better place and they want competition. Like they want more cars on the Like if you have something, don't think it's like yours if you genuinely think it's something good that's going to change the world, like share it with everyone and there's room for us all on top. Yeah. And that's just kind of having the mindset of like abundance versus scarcity. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's enough pie for everyone or whatever. Pie? <laughs> pie. There's, it is Thanksgiving. That. You know, month. there's enough pie for everyone. If you, know, you bake enough, like how many <laughs> pies are you going to have? I don't know. I'm not have. I'm not hosting. No. No. I'm going to my dad's. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. We had great friendsgiving here last year. Oh, and that was really fun. I literally ended up on. The, I ate <laughs> so much food. I ended up on the couch just like sleep. I, I woke up at like eleven o'clock. I'm like, what happened? I had eaten two pieces of carrot cake, which was made gluten free by my amazing friend Ashling, and. I think two pieces of pie too. So there was yeah, maybe not enough pie for everyone because I ate a lot of it. But just in general, like let's just take the pie out of it. Like there is enough joy. Joy and good things. Success. To go around. Success. That's a big one. Like Success. some people, you know, might be leery of helping others because like, well, if I help this person become better, then like what happens to me? But no, there's there's room for everybody to grow and be better and also like succeed. Don't so. you truly want to be the like if you actually genuinely are interested in the concept of mastering yourself and your craft, you want to truly be the best. And to be the best, you need to go up against other riders that are at their best. Yeah. That is so true. So go ahead, like, tell your plan. Let them know how many strides you got in that coffin. Be like, go ahead, like, let's throw down because... Yeah, exactly. Share it. Competition does a lot for, like, the desire to you yourself become better, right? Yeah. Surrounding yourself with people at a high level and wanting to 
stay to that level or go beyond, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another way to show gratitude or give thanks to other people is volunteer, like, for your sport, for your community. Like, mm-hmm. volunteer at your local food kitchen. That's a thing, Yeah, right? whatever floats your boat, you know? Like, whatever thing you're interested in, there's probably... A volunteer opportunity. But there's no selfless act. So. Yeah. Um, I will say about volunteering, I think finding somewhere local, you can kind of see the impacts of your volunteering more. Um, and yeah, I mean, volunteering for anything is great, but yeah. like, and, like getting you... connected to your actual community can be really healthy and helpful and all of that. So do it okay so that's our three or four was it three or four no it's three ways to show gratitude for others um tell people when they do something nice for that for you be open to share your thoughts and opinions and get out and volunteer yeah boom boom anything else that you want to wrap up on i i think that pretty much does it gratitude yeah yeah i'm grateful for you emily Whoa, isn't that sweet? I'm going to write that in my gratitude journal today. hope someone reads it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're funny. Okay, so anyway, this month we are going to do listener answers instead of listener questions. So every month we usually like ask, you know, what you guys need help with, what you'd like us to talk about. Um, but... This month, we threw out a question um, on our social media, and we asked, what are you most thankful for, and or how do you give back? So, Tyler, um, what were some of our answers? Should we leave the people a mystery? Yeah, let's leave them a mystery. Okay, listener one said, I'm thankful for the privilege of being able to have my horses in my life. They feed my soul. I give back by making horses um, as healing part of the lives of lives of others through reins, um, which is an equine-assisted activities and therapies group. So that's yeah. awesome. That's really good. And then listener number two said, I am most thankful to have horses and good horse people in my life and be working with a rescue that rehabs, retrains, and rehomes so many horses that would otherwise be bound for slaughter. And those two are really good examples of, um, you know, horses have such healing properties, so being able to work with a community where, you know, you might be able to lend your time and help people heal through horses, or helping horses that need homes. Some healing, yeah. yeah. Um, Because there are sure a lot of them out there. Horses and people in need, so. Yep. So those those were great. And we, you know, we had a wide range of answers. um, But I think it, pretty much everybody had horses in that. Yeah. Yeah, Granted, we are an equestrian (laughs) podcast. But it just goes to show how important horses are and like what a, positive impact they have on people's lives. No, it's really cool, too. I've uh, yeah. I've read a few, like, um, Tim Ferriss's book. He, like, goes through a bunch of podcast or um, podcast guests that he has on, 
And even in his world of high performance, there's one person in there that says horses are my best healers and my best therapy. So it's not just for, you know, people who have chosen the equestrian lifestyle. Like someone can walk off the street and like really feel that connection with horse and heal. And that is something that I'm grateful for as well. Yeah. Awesome. So our actionable advice for the month is to send a thank you note. This is kind of open-ended, but we challenge you guys to send a thank you note to someone that you are really grateful for. You know, it could have been, doesn't have to necessarily be someone that you're super close with. Actually, that probably makes it better if it's like somebody that you kind of know, but they did something nice for you at one point. And like, you just reach out and say thanks. I've been thinking of like calling up some people that I like in my contacts that I haven't talked to in a really yeah. long time and just being like, hey, you were a really, like, impactful part of my life at one point. I'm sorry we've lost touch, but I hope you're doing well, and yeah. I'm grateful for you. I think that's... And, like, imagine if you were that person on the receiving end. You'd be like, wow, this is awesome. Right. But it's really just another going to make me feel good. <laughs> right. Because it's going to make me feel like I'm a good person or right. something like that. But if it's making the world a better place, like, who... Cares. And if it's the truth, uh, the yeah, exactly. It's I, all good. Yeah. It's all good, people. So, What's send next? a thank you note. Okay. I thought you said we were going to say so, and then I was like, oh, oh no. I was transitioning. Nope. I was just going to remind them what the actual advice was. Send those. And actually, guys, if you have a really good one or, like, a story, and you say, like, I was inspired, and I wrote a thank you note to so-and-so, my... My first instructor, like, I think that would be cool. Ooh. Like, let's get professionals or, or people who are riding at any kind of, write your first instructor that introduced you to horses. Ooh, I like that. That's a thank better. you. Know. And if you get any feedback from that, make sure you either send us a message on Facebook or make a post and tag us at the whole equestrian. Mm. I think that would be super cool. Cause I'm thinking that would be of fun to see. Yeah. I think I'll do it for one of my okay. first trainers. I'll, I will also do that. And we will keep you posted. I won't do like my first, first one, but I have one in mind because I remember, um, you know, just little things can be so impressionable on us. And I very vividly remember this jumping lesson and I was not doing well, but I kept going and kept trying. And like the instructor said, like, that's what's great about Tyler. Like, she's not afraid to try. Oh. And that has like carried on through my whole life. That has been your like... M.O., really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. So um, what's next, Tyler? Um, what's next is the USEA convention because, well, you're going to Ocala, but horse show season is basically over mm -hmm. um, after this week. We're wrapping up, so we're going to go to the USEA convention. I'm so excited. The schedule looks great. Um, I hear that these there's these two girls that do a podcast um, that are going to talk about wellness. <laughs> oh, yeah? And, Huh. I don't know. They're cultivating the whole equestrian or something like that. But no, actually, side note, there's so many cool things. Um, yeah. Matt Brown's doing Tai Chi for riders, which I cannot wait for. I'm excited for that as um, well. And then there's uh, like Dr. Mark Ravenaugh. There's a whole bunch of sport performance things. There's a bunch of committees, just a whole bunch of people meeting and making our sport better. So 
I'm pumped. I like to learn. I'm going to bring a journal. I mean, we're going to like nerd out for sure. Oh, I should probably I can't wait. bring a pair of glasses, but I don't wear glasses. So. Yeah, so that's just weird. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and I don't know if we mentioned last time, but we got our slot, like our speaking time. So we know when we are yes. talking. It's Friday. Yes. At like... I think it's 1 p.m. 1 p.m. 90% sure it's 1 p.m. We'll post on social media, but yeah, that's the time that popped to my mind. So Friday at 1, tentatively. But if you are there, please come and support us and um, also learn some stuff. Yeah, and at the USCA convention, we'll be recording our next and last episode of the year, which we're kind of just going to do a year-end wrap-up, kind of touch on all of our pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, community, bring it all together and maybe do the best like of. best of yeah, yeah. some best we'll, of 2019 we'll just like talk about our favorite moments and topics right and, stuff. and we should compile it in some cool video it's probably that might be a little lofty but i was just thinking <laughs> did you ever watch when you were younger like mtv's like you know best music of 20 well i never watched MTV. okay anyway well i'm just thinking of like when they recap all the great moments of the year yeah year end it's gonna be it's gonna cool yeah yeah stay tuned it'll be fun all right and with that i hope everyone is super grateful um happy thanksgiving i'm grateful that christmas music is on the radio already it's no yeah it was you before halloween it? i haven't heard this yet oh it's so good the, like, i mean serious xm has had a channel for a while now i and... love christmas but you need to, like, get through Thanksgiving. I don't want a lot for Christmas. <laughs> no? Okay. Anyways, I love Christmas. I, I do as well. But let's be thankful for Thanksgiving and then transition into Christmas, I, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't eat a lot of the Thanksgiving foods, so. Oh, uh, well, you know. But I'm still grateful. Yes. Grateful to have some time to get together with the people that are important in our lives. So on that note, um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Again, we've said it multiple times, but check us out on social media. Subscribe on wherever you listen to your podcasts mm -hmm. and hit a five-star review and you can get a shout out on the show. Yeah. Um, and just, you know... That would be a great way to show thanks to us. You know, again, this is a bit selfish <laughs> of me. So selfish. I'm like putting a... But no. Here, tell us how wonderful we are. Thanks, no. guys. And like, no, because the more reviews we have, the broader audience we can gain, right? Yes. You know, and like our show is going to get more exposure. And that way we can bring you... Um, just more content and fun things. And so more people are going to get into horses because of us. Sure. Yeah. Sure, why not? Great. I mean, or just appreciate the horses that they have in their lives. And I think we're just going to get random people off the streets being like, what is this, the whole equestrian? Yeah, I want to be an equestrian. I want to be an equestrian. Anyway, well, I think you get where we're going with that. But um, thanks for listening, guys. This has been a fun episode and uh, lots of laughter. So yeah. yeah. So we'll just be here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride. I enjoyed your blooper reel that you put together of our Tabata. I was I, <laughs> I was laughing a lot. Yeah, it was pretty funny.
I, I enjoyed watching that and looking like a bit of a fool. You know, another time I laughed like that recently? <laughs> when? I have a couple ideas of what you're going to say, but... I want to hear your ideas. Well, I was going to say either with Jenna, where the photo album fail. Yes. <laughs> that one. Or the marshmallow experiment that we did with her children. We did. I did cry laughing both of those times. But I actually. Jenna's a good time. Usually we do our banter about my stinky feet. And I was thinking about how I was at jujitsu the other day. And my foot looked a little dirty. So I I brought it to my nose during mid-stretch. And I I took a good whiff. And then you got called out. There were witnesses. And then you wonder why you have a problem dating, Tyler. Come on. Womp womp.